When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shout outs to our friends at ESPN Ithaca sending us the gear today. We love it. We've got the winter hats. We've got the koozies from 107.1 and 1160. And if you're an ESPN station out there, and of course listening to an ESPN station out there, tell your station to send us gear. Look at National Pub like this and on TV and radio as well. Last night we saw a primetime game between the, I guess, between the Chargers <laughs> and the Raiders. An absolute destruction by the Raiders last night. 63-21. The Raiders are up 42-0 at half, 49-0 in the third, 63-7 in the fourth. I can promise you this. On Monday Night Football this week, the game that was flexed into Monday Night Football, the Eagles and the Seahawks, will be a better game than that. We will have it on ESPN. You'll get Monday Night Football, Eagles-Seahawks coming up Monday night. Obviously a big-time game for the Eagles coming off of the loss there, but man, oh man. Man, we are sitting here today, and we are on Brandon Staley, head coach of the Raiders Watch. We're going to get to the Bills and the Cowboys in a second. But um, it is 5.01 a.m. Pacific time. Brandon Staley, still the coach of the Chargers. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last long, though. I, I get that they've only done that once in the franchise's history. But if you're the Spanos family, if you're the Chargers organization, you have to make a statement about who you want to be moving forward. You know Brandon Staley is not in your long-term plans. You know you're going to fire him after the next three games. But you have to respond after your team gets absolutely pummeled at the hands of a division rival the Las Vegas Raiders, who are on their interim head coach in Antonio Pierce. I'm sorry, Smalls. I get it. It's not going to make a material change in what's going to happen this season, but you have to make a statement and you have to hold somebody accountable for what we saw last night and what we've seen overall this season. Yeah, this wasn't the high-powered Dolphins offense putting up 70 points. This was the Vegas Raiders dropping 63 on you when we didn't even know who was going to be the quarterback heading into this game. They scored zero points the week before. This is is not Patrick Mahomes uh, and Andy Reid of years past. I mean, the fact that it's the Vegas Raiders that dropped 63, on you. I know you lost Justin Herbert for the season, which is an emotional blow and obviously a big blow from a talent perspective, but this is just unacceptable. But what you just said about the Chargers needing to make a statement about this is unacceptable, this is not what we are going to allow to happen in our franchise moving forward, why wouldn't they have done that after the meltdown in the playoffs then? Which is why I don't think we're actually on Brandon's Daily Watch today. We should be. This should be the moment where you make the move, but I think they'll wait till the end of the season. Here's the funniest part about the Chargers. Because we Smalls has, has basically coined the phrase meh with them and associated that. Like, they're just meh and blah, whatever you want to say. One of the things we've said is, boy, by not making that move after last season, you lost out on Sean Payton. No doubt. But by making it after this season, are you going to get Bel- Bill Belichick? Of all the franchises to be associated with those two guys, like I hate to say it this way, they don't deserve to be associated with Sean Payton and then Bill Belichick, but they still may end up with Bill Belichick. Yeah, but if if you're Belichick, do you want to go to an organization that's notorious for being cheap and dysfunctional? Probably not. I, I don't know if you do. And here's the thing. 
by not making a decision to fire Brandon Staley this weekend when you have the mini buy and a natural opportunity to do so. It's just more dysfunction. It's another layer. I'm sorry, not moving on from your coach in season does not make you a functional franchise. We saw what the Pittsburgh Steelers did a few weeks ago in firing Matt Canada, a move that they never do. They don't fire coaches in season, but they recognize how desperate they were and how bad their offense is, and they had to do something. They had to hold someone accountable for what we saw. And in a game last night where your team has five turnovers, when the opposing team has two scores on defense, when the coach makes another bonehead decision to go for it at midfield on fourth down, which creates a short field for yet another touchdown for the Raiders, yeah, it's a natural opportunity to let go from Brandon Staley. I don't understand why they won't do so, but again, if they think that this makes them more reputable, more respectable by holding on to Staley until the end of the season. I'm sorry to break it to the Chargers brass, but it doesn't. Well, it's interesting you say this because, like, just because teams have, like the Steelers, just because they haven't done that doesn't mean they can't or won't. Unless it's a policy or a rule, it just means it hasn't happened yet. But just because the Steelers don't fire coaches in season doesn't mean they're not allowed to, and they got to a point where they had to with Matt yes. Canada, right? It, there's a difference between it hasn't happened or it hasn't happened because it's a rule. The, the Chargers could fire Brandon Staley today. Just because they don't normally do that doesn't mean that last night's game wouldn't cause that. Now, I don't think we're talking about either of these coaches this weekend getting fired in season. Of course, this conversation about after the season with the Bills and the Cowboys with Sean McDermott and Mike McCarthy. It's interesting when looking at this game, how many things theoretically are on the line with the Cowboys at the Bills on Sunday. Dak Prescott's MVP candidacy, potentially on the line. Do we want to say the Bills' playoff hopes on the line? Are we ready to say that on Sunday? There are, yeah, their, playoffs, the their playoffs have already started, and Josh yeah. Allen said as much. I mean, you're talking about six teams in the AFC that are 7-6 and six vying for two wildcard spots. So they're all right there. I mean, you've got the Steelers, you've got the Colts, you've got the Bengals, you've got the Broncos, you've got the Bills, and you've got the Texans. They're all right there. And so if you're Buffalo, you've got to find a way to be able to come out on the right side of this game. It's at home. If you're ever going to do it, it has to be now. And you have to recognize the animal that you're up against, which would be the Dallas Cowboys now. The history of Josh Allen and Sean McDermott in December and January at home is pretty damn good. I mean, you're talking about them being 15-2. and So that's pretty good when it comes to the months of December and January, those two being able to make magic happen. But I guess you're looking at the scenario based on the consistency from the Cowboys and the inconsistency from the Bills, and you're wondering whether or not Buffalo can dial it up enough during this final stretch of games to put themselves in position where they can get into the tournament. But we know they have the talent to do that. We've seen it before. And coming off that big win over the Chiefs, even a vulnerable Kansas City Chiefs team, I think provides a little bit of confidence for this Buffalo Bills team. They know the sense of urgency that they need to have the rest of the season. They've put themselves in a really tough position and they know they're fighting for their playoff lives. The fact that it's at home in Buffalo, I know that Dallas has been the better team, the more consistent team this season, but I think Buffalo is more dangerous. All right, crazy question. What's more likely, the Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? What's they're the ele- they're 11 seed right now. We just mentioned all the 7-6 teams ahead of them. Indy this weekend is playing Pittsburgh, so assuming there's not a tie, one of them is going to be 8-6. and six. What's more likely? I told you one of two things would happen. The Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl or the Buffalo Bills miss the playoffs. 
Well, they have the, the Cowboys, then they have the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins to close out the regular season. So theoretically, they should be two and two, they which could, would mean they, that they they could probably win all, they could missed. win all four, or they could be one and three. <laughs> <laughs> right. So where do we go on this? <laughs> because picking them to miss Man, the playoffs is also that's a, tough. Is, it's a that's tough. So it's a belief in Pittsburgh without quarterback play. It's a belief in Indy with Gardner Minshew. It's a belief in Houston with C.J. Stroud potentially out now with a concussion. It's a belief in Cincinnati, two of these, belief in Cincinnati with Jake Browning. Or dare I say the Raiders somehow making it back, but let's leave them out for right now. So it's a belief in, and the Broncos, I'm sorry, um, with Russell Wilson, obviously. So two of those teams would be better than Buffalo. Can you vote of, can you give that a vote of confidence? Slash. Now nah, they'll find their way in, and once they're in, they can go on a run. And we've said all along, it seems like the more logical path for them is as crazy as it sounds, winning the division. Yeah. It's only one team ahead of them in Miami. Yeah, they're two games back, but it's really more like one and a half because they've got the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Dolphins, correct? Yes. So, I mean, this is a situation where if you're Buffalo, you, you, <laughs> you control your own fate in a lot of ways, and the Dolphins left that door open by losing to the Titans on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, it's crazy as it sounds. I like Buffalo's path to get to the big game better than the Dallas Cowboys. Now, here's the crazy thing. Buffalo might not even get in the tournament. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So which one? So you, if you like their path to get there, basically what you're saying is you like the path. In your head, you can make up Buffalo going to the Super Bowl more than you can Buffalo not making the playoffs. As we sit here today. If I, I'm asking which one is more likely. They don't make the playoffs or they go to the Super Bowl. Well... And now you got me looking at Miami's schedule, too. We Go know ahead. that it's a gauntlet yeah, that's down the not stretch. Easy. So they have the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills to close out the season. So theoretically, they could go one and three. Correct. They haven't beaten anybody of note this season. They're coming off that loss to the Titans. You may have just planted a seed for me. Now I can absolutely see the forest through the trees for the Buffalo Bills. I, I think if they win tonight, or excuse me, if they win this weekend, because I'm like, what day is it? You know. If they win this weekend, I think it's much more likely that they can get to the Super Bowl than it is that they lo- they aren't in the playoffs. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call in line. More likely for the Buffalo Bills to get to the Super Bowl or to miss the playoffs. Curtis in Pennsylvania on the ESPN app. What's up, Curtis? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Evan, I get it. You don't like the Buffalo Bills. You don't like Josh Allen. I got it. But listen. You're going to have to change the conversation. When when Josh Allen boat races the Cowboys this weekend, we need to put him back in the MVP conversation because he's playing MVP right now, and they're going to win out. I, I've, I've had this on my mind for over a month. Miami is 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 terrible. They're terrible. I think that's and a little Miami. much to say Miami's terrible. They're 9-4. They're not terrible. <laughs> they're not terrible. We just don't believe in them because yeah, they, they don't may, be good teams. They may not be as good as other people think, Curtis, but to say they're terrible is, is ridiculous. But the upside of what we've seen from the Miami Dolphins is not quite the upside that we've seen from the Buffalo Bills. Yes. I think that's fair. Like, that like, fair. like that, That's what I'm saying. Especially Think about the head-to-head game that they had early on in the season. Now, I get it. Both of those two teams are different, but – we, we can't remember. The Buffalo Bills blew the doors off the Dolphins in that head-to-head matchup in Orchard Park. The Buffalo Bills have competed really well against the Philadelphia Eagles lost in overtime. The Buffalo Bills just beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. So in terms of the trust factor when it comes to the better teams, 
I think it's clear and obvious that we feel better about the upside of what the Buffalo Bills can be versus the upside of what the Dolphins can be. So I, I think we lost Curtis there, but just to be clear, am I a hater of Josh Allen? I'm a hater of quarterbacks that turn the ball over a lot. And, and he does that a lot. He's got yeah. 17 turnovers this yeah. season. Do I think he can be unbelievable? Absolutely. Do I think his peak performances are greater than most quarterbacks' peak performances, not name Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Lawrence, etc.? Yeah, Prescott, yes, I do. Do I think they can win out? Maybe, but I got to see them this weekend. And I understand that's playing the results. But if you want to say the Buffalo Bills could win out and give them four more wins here and give them 11 wins for the season at 11-6, and six, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to pick them to potentially make a run. So if you're going to pick them to make a run, the suggestion would then be go to ESPN Bet right now and bet on them. Yeah, and I, I think the important part when we start talking about picking them to make a run is that they're going to have to be a wild card, which means they got to go on the road every single game in the playoffs. Do we think they have a quarterback that's capable of doing that? I said this before. I'll say it again. Quarterbacks that can do that wear gold jackets. Do we think Josh Allen has that kind of potential? I absolutely do. Do I think Josh Allen is capable of turning it on to that level and going and getting hot for the postseason? I absolutely do. I think there's that there's that level of ability in him, which is why I think the ceiling for this team, if they do get in, is making it to the Super Bowl. But with the ability being there, in order to accomplish the path that we just laid out for him, you have to take care of the football. And I don't know if we're ready to go there with him. Totally agree with you. Coming up, do we have a new clear-cut villain in sports? We'll get to that next. It's Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. I didn't mention one person because one person is really annoyed today. Michelle Smallman hates what we're about to do here. So basically as if the L.A. Dodgers hadn't done enough by getting Shohei Otani on an hourly rate uh, because they're basically paying him a gazillion dollars in the future. Uh, Yesterday they make a deal with the Rays and they get starting pitcher Tyler Glass now to add to that rotation. They're basically getting everyone. 
and they're in on everyone. And not only is it that, but in Otani's press conference they had yesterday, the quote was a fascinating one. And boys, it's going to annoy people that haven't won. Quote, when I had the meeting with the Dodgers and the ownership group, even though they made the playoffs 10 straight years and won a World Series, they called it a failure. That stood out to me. One World Series, 10 playoffs in a row, failure. That is an organizational mentality that's willing to pay 68 of 70 10 years from now and go out and get Tyler Glass now. That is what has people like Michelle Smallman looking at them as a villain. But they're not wrong. They underperformed from a success standpoint based on the talent that they had compiled. The only World Series that they have during that span is the truncated 2020 pandemic year where all talent rose to the top because you didn't have the wear and tear and attrition of a normal season and the playoffs. So they're not wrong to say that it was a failure because we expected the Dodgers to win far more than just that one maybe asterisk season in 2020. But this is disgusting. I am so (laughs) over this. Sorry to hijack your segment, Pat, your I'm over it segment, but you should not be able to add a talent like Shohei Otani and then turn around because of the structure of the contract and him deferring all that money and add a front-of-the-rotation arm, one of the prize starting pitchers on this market, one of the game's most dominant players. You're able to add him to this as well, and you might not be done. Gross. I can't stand And they're going to extend him because part of the deal is that they have to extend – not have to, but it's part in him agreeing to it, they're going to extend Tyler Glass now too. So he ain't going anywhere either. Yeah, and the belief is that they're going to be able to get that done. But Smalls, everybody could do this though. Like everybody could sign Shohei Otani to this kind of contract, but he didn't want to go to every team. He wanted to go to the Dodgers, and he was the one that was insistent on the heavy deferrals because he wanted to – A, be surrounded by the requisite talent that it takes to compete at the highest levels of the sport, but B, to make sure that he kept as much of that $700 as he possibly could by avoiding California state income tax. So I'm not mad at the player. I guess what you're saying is you hate the game, but the problem is that everybody could do it. This is not something that's unique to the Dodgers. It's not as if only L.A. could pull this off. And so that's why I stopped short of saying that I hate it. I think it's good for the sport to have Shohei at one of the flagship franchises in Major League Baseball. And now it gives us somebody to root against when we start talking about what they're doing in terms of compiling talent. So here's a question I have for you, Smalls. Everybody that does what we do loves the NFL. We all love the NFL. We talk about the NFL. That's a given, right? Then everybody also has that other sport that's probably right there um, with the NFL. CC and I both love the NBA. You love Major League Baseball. It is your favorite sport. You have covered it forever. Everything you just laid out, isn't that actually a problem with your favorite sport more than this team that you don't like? Isn't this a baseball problem more than a Dodgers problem? Yeah, the financial construct is not great. I've said that for years. I think they need to make adjustments to make there be more parity in the game. But we don't see organizations that are going out and shopping all these superstars and compiling these super teams win. Just because you go out and you're able to have the the checkbook and the stomach to bring in somebody like a Shohei Otani on a $700 million contract, even if the numbers are favorable, the bill's going to come due at that point or at some point. But just because you go out and spend a lot of money, i.e. the New York Mets, doesn't mean that you're going to win. 
But so doesn't that make it sweeter for you? If the Dodgers lose this year, isn't it even better? I want for them you? to lose. I want them to lose. Sorry, <laughs> Dodgers fans, but I I want them to lose. I want teams like the Tampa Bay Rays to still outsmart everybody and be able to have a, a better sense of talent and development and and use their money wisely. But I think overall, even though I hate it, this is great for baseball because you have star players in a market and on a franchise where we're going to be paying attention. You have somebody like Shohei Otani who hopefully is going to be able to showcase himself on the biggest stage. As a baseball fan, I want that. I also do love that now I can't stand them because it's it's enticing me to want to watch more games and be in on a different team in a way that I might not have been prior. And I think a lot of other baseball fans are going to feel that same way, which is good for baseball. Villains are good in sports. No and, I th- and I think – the Astros kind of have the Patriots vibe going on right now that, yeah, they cheated to win, but they're still a really good organization that has mm-hmm. won since then and had a lot of success. So that anger is dulling a little bit in the wake of said success. So I love that the Dodgers are coming to the table and saying, hey, hold my beer. I want to be the villain now. Well said. I would also add with this. As sick as this sounds, and it's terrible. In sports, we need a team to root against. We need a unifying team to root against. Yep. The Dodgers are that for many in baseball this year. The Warriors, when they got Kevin Durant, were that in basketball for a long period of time. The Patriots, as you mentioned, are that. The Chiefs haven't been that, but they're slowly maybe kind of coming to that. Last week helped, right, with them complaining. Last week helped in getting everybody to root against them. You're a Yankee fan, CeCe. People rooted against the Yankees forever. It was great They don't need baseball. to root against us now because we're bad. Well, so that's it's interesting. <laughs> so if we use the Dodgers model. And people love it. If, right? if uh, I just... gave you the Dodgers decade that they say was a failure for the next decade, 10 years, 10 playoffs, one title, failure or success? Failure. Failure. For the Yankees? Yeah, failure. It's a standard, man. 27 world championships. There is a standard. The Cardinals haven't won since 2011. Everybody in St. Louis will tell you, despite all the playoff success during that window, that's a failure. The best modern-day modern day dynasty in baseball was the, 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 the Yankees' late 90s, early 2000s. Four championships. The, the, the Jeter Yankees. Like, that, like that's... That's what it is. That's 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 what we're looking at. That's what I grew up with, Ev. I would take that in two seconds no, as a Mets no, fan. No, no, I'm just saying that that's what I grew up <laughs> with. Course, like that's yeah. what I understand. That's that's what it's supposed to look like. I didn't know anything else until this last decade where we're talking about the longest World Series appearance drought since the eighties for this team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I see a team like the Dodgers that has this kind of commitment to winning and they're able to sell Shohei Otani on it and they're selling Tyler Glass now on it. And now they're selling Yoshi Yamamoto on it because they're they're one of the front runners to land him. I I respect it. I don't like it because it's not my team, but I respect it because this is an organization that's not sitting on their hands and saying we've done enough. They're going to be profitable. It shows that it's not about the money for them. It's about trying to win championships. And that's where I wish my team would have a little bit more of. Stop acting like a small market team. If you're the Yankees – You have an advantage because you can spend a lot of cash. You're in the number one market in the sport. Spend the money. You did did just bring in Juan Soto. They ain't extending it. They ain't extending it. They they went out and and added a pretty important piece. Yeah, they did. Uh, I appreciate that. The the piece they added last year, Carlos Rodon, how'd that work out for us? (laughs)
a little bit different. But how, yeah, how'd that work point. out for us? But here's yeah. the other thing: I I don't look. Maybe I'm nuts. I don't look at the Dodgers as a villain. I like want to study them. I'm like, wow, what a smart way of going about this. Oh. This is a you you're ready to vomit from them. I'm like taking notes on them. Well, they they also oh, you know love how front to, runners, don't you? Yeah, sorry, you, lo- you love you love him. You love him a good front runner. He is a Dodgers fan from now until the end of this. Where's my Otani jersey? But but not. They have gone out and spent the money, but they also are amazing at drafting and developing talent. So they have it going on in every possible realm of this organization. All the wheels are turning for them. Are the Dodgers the biggest villain in team sports right now? We'll get your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN plus Evan Almighty next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman. Evan Cohen with you. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. CC over at Get Up. Time now for a little Evan Almighty. My predictions, probably not going to be right. Smalls' reactions probably will be right for what's going to happen this weekend. In the NFL, a weekend in which you and I are headed to Florida, thanks That's to right. Celsius, the ESPN West Palm Grand Opening. Lots of events next week. Very much looking forward to it. All right, here we go. First one. The Miami Dolphins will get back on track. We're going to Florida, so this kind of helps. So okay, maybe like, great, you know, great. The, the people are going to like us. Uh, and the Jets fall to 5-9, and nine, which should officially end the season for Aaron Rodgers. That we will come in on Monday, they'll have lost on Sunday, and we will all know... Rodgers is not going to play this year. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday with McAfee. But I believe that this weekend will officially end the season for one Aaron Rodgers. So you're operating under the assumption that if the Jets aren't a team that we view as viable for a playoff, the playoffs or if, if they stumble down the stretch that we're going to have Aaron Rodgers come out and say, I'm not coming back to play this season. I think he would do – I don't know if it would be that simple and easy That's with what him. I'm getting at is right. that I still think that there might be some – a convoluted nature 
to well, his return do it the other the way. end of the season. Do it the other way. If they win this weekend and he go and they go to six and eight and they're hovering around the postseason, he's gonna come back for the twenty fourth. Like that's the game. The three week window yeah. ends right for that game. So I think if you drop to five and nine, you'll be with there there with the Chargers in that four, 13, 14, and the Titans in the 13, 14, 15 spot ahead of the Patriots for last in the AFC, you're not coming back at that point. It is completely malpractice if you even allow him to come back if you're the Jets at that point. I know he's in charge, but yeah, I think this, this weekend officially ends the Aaron Rodgers season. All right, next one. Jake Browning leads Cincinnati to a win. They're then 8-6, and six, and Browning becomes this year, the, the new version for earlier in the season, of Josh Dobbs, where he comes out of nowhere, he's winning games, he's being competitive in games. Now, Dobbs is now a third-string quarterback, by the way, for the Vikings. But that Jake Browning becomes the next big replacement QB, and Cincinnati could go to the playoffs. They're going to win this weekend the Cincinnati Bengals at home against Minnesota. Are you in, Smalls, on Browning fever here? I'm absolutely in. I love what I've seen out of him so far. He's got the the confidence needed to step into this role. I'm with you. I absolutely think that he's going to continue to keep the train rolling. All right, next one. The Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody was looking <laughs> at them against the Patriots, and they were terrible. We know that. I think they're going to get back on track. I, and I think they're going to basically, you know, be fine. They're never going to be great with this team this year. They're going to go on the road. I think they beat Indy. I think they go to 8-6. and six. And by the end of this weekend, every single team in the AFC North from Cincy to Pittsburgh to, to Cleveland to Baltimore, obviously, will all be at least two games over 500. That through 15 weeks of the NFL, we will have an entire division where everyone in the division is at least two games over 500. That must have been a difficult pick for you to make because I know you love Garner Minshew. I, I didn't hear one word you said because the music was so loud in my ear. <laughs> I got to be honest, you're sitting across from me. I, I have the two earpieces in for some reason. I don't know why. What did you just say? I have I'm no sorry. idea. Why do you wear the two earpieces? Is it more comfortable for you? No, it's not comfortable. Even in the, the one is not comfortable. No, it's not. It's a it's a weird thing. But I don't know. I was given two, ear. so I thought that's what I'm supposed to. You only wear one. I only wear one. Only do you wear have one. a second one? Yeah, I uh, I switch it out because I'm pretty sure I'm losing hearing. So oh, that's I, sw- good. I switch it. Out. Well, now I'm losing hearing. I spilled coffee this morning. People from 101 in St. ESPN 101 in St. Louis. Randy Carricker, shout out. It's, are texting Small saying he spent too much time around you because now he's clumsy like you. Yeah. Right? Great. Total Michelle. So man. you got blamed for me spilling coffee. Yeah, and it probably is my fault. Interesting. I think that stuff, it like through osmosis, you tend to take it on. And now I am going deaf because of you? Well, I don't know. That's not something to joke about. I'm just saying. Man, oh, man. All right. Uh, last one here. Evan Almighty. Jordan Love gets back on track as a three-touchdown game. For the Packers against the Bucks, and he's back to the guy that we're all raving about that he could be the next great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, three touchdown game and a win for Green Bay. I love that because I think that the loss to the Giants was an outlier for them, and I would not be surprised if the Packers went out. Went out? Went out. Wait, let's they've go got, their they've got the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. Okay, so I would not be surprised if they went out. So basically, the hiccup happened. It's a young football team. Correct. They had their bad loss, and now the Green Bay Packers win out. I think that they could win out. I would not be shocked at all. Very interesting. I could put a dollar in the jar, by the way, if they do. Oh, you're going. I, I like. I'm that convinced. So they're finishing ten and seven. I think that they will. 
Green Bay wins out. They win their remaining four games. The bad loss already happened last and week to the Tommy Giants. And it's I mean, Tommy DeVito. It's Tommy DeVito and his agent who literally is getting inducted into the Italian Sports Hall of Fame. That's not a joke. Adam <laughs> Schefter put that out there this morning. So, okay. So there you go. Green Bay per smalls. Wins out. 888-SAY-ESPN. Telephone number to jump in. Buffalo Bills are more likely to miss the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl. And are the Dodgers the biggest villain in team sports right now? Keith in South Dakota or San Diego on 102.3. Are you in, uh, uh, Very different. But you in South Dakota or San Diego, Keith? <laughs> South Dakota. Okay. Nice. When you see SD, do you think San Diego or South Dakota? South Dakota. I think San Diego. But anyway. Yeah, go. thank you. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Miss Michelle. Yes. Going back to baseball, you've said that I've heard you say a few times that spending all the money doesn't actually mean championships. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Texas Rangers just did that the last within the last two years. They did. They went out and added a lot of pieces, spent hundreds of millions of dollars, and it worked out. I know it doesn't happen everything every time, but they just added mainly bats and a couple of good fielders. I don't even like or pay attention to baseball, but. This has got me actually interested. So I agree with you. This is actually great for the sport that Otani is going there. But they got a pitcher and a bat. So I, I expect within two, three years, they got a couple more championships. So, Keith, are you rooting for the Dodgers then or rooting against them? Both because I like Freddie Freeman. Both. See, but I, but I, I still, and thanks for the call, I still don't. I, I still don't believe that they are the biggest villain in team sports. Like, I. I still think the Patriots are more of a villain. No one cares about the Patriots anymore. I, I, I think that people love to see <laughs> them lose. I, I do. I think that people love to see them lose. Yeah, but it's happened so much now that this is the state of the team. It's not the beginning of the decline where I think a lot of people did relish in that. Oh, look at Belichick without Brady. He's nothing. We've already arrived at the conclusion that this the state of the team is bad. I'm not even sure that so national- people don't care as much. But I'm not even sure that nationally – the Dodgers are the biggest villain in their own town. Like, I think the Lake people would look, rather see LeBron and the Lakers lose than Otani and the Dodgers lose. I still think that the Lakers are a bigger villain for most people. Well, who's the biggest villain in sports? Which team? Like, do we have a clear – because it used to be the Astros, I think. Clear no, cut, it was not the used cheap. to – in that sport, it was uh, the yeah, Astros. Yeah. But, no, it was the Patriots forever. You, I don't know that – I think the Chiefs are hovering right now. They are. A lot of people I, are fed up with them. I don't agree with this. What, what I'm about to say, I don't agree with, okay? But there's reasons for the masses to now turn on the Chiefs. What are those reasons? They're sick of Kelsey and Swift. They're sick of Mahomes complaining, which really only happened once. Yeah, it's an outlier. They're sick of people like us just assuming, not you, but but me and, and CeCe to some extent, assuming, oh, well, when it's all said and done, they're going to be there in the end anyway – I would say that they're the biggest villain right now in sports. They're, they're hovering around being the biggest villain in sports. I think when you look at the college ranks, you know, Michigan and Harbaugh could certainly be there. Alabama does not feel like a villain this year because it's somewhat as much of an Alabama upset could be. Alabama in the college football playoff. Jalen Milrow leading the way coming back next year announced that yesterday. I think that you look at the Dodgers, they have a chance I mean, Warriors, we spent the last few days talking about Draymond Green. People love to hate on them. They kind of love to see Yeah, they love to see the demise. So I I, are the Chiefs becoming the biggest villain in sports? Maybe. Eric listening on ninety nine point nine the fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's up, Eric? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'll make it quick and concise for you guys on the Otani thing. Uh, some people said that anybody could do this, any team could have done it, but that's not really true. Mm-hmm. With baseball, while they don't have to produce that money, uh, in like two years they're going to have to put all of the remaining contract value in an account 
take a snapshot and send that to the union and MLB. Not every owner has like $680 million they can put in a, a holding account, even for a day. So I don't think that it's fair to say every team could have done it. There's only a few that could do that. Right, but and that's fair, but every team could have been creative with contracts for a lot of other guys in trying to get Otani and or in general the idea of going out there and getting Otani with a creative contract. Again, the problem that I think Smalls exists is your issue to me, as I hear it, is more with the sport than the Dodgers. And the sport allows for this because you've even said – Yeah, there should be a salary cap. If your if your team and the Cardinals did this, you would love it. Of course, right? Okay, just just being clear on. If on it's that your team, if you're a Dodgers fan today, you can't tell me nothing. My coffee tastes sweeter than it ever has. I feel great about the state of my team. But for the rest of baseball, we're looking at this like, are you kidding? Really? And you're going to add more on top of what you already have? Disgusting, gluttony at its finest. Eight at eight, say ESPN. Number to be a part of the show. The Dr. Pepper call online. Biggest villain in team sports right now. I don't know. For some reason, I, I can't wrap my head around it being the Dodgers, despite everything. Because you love front runners. It's not that. I don't feel like anybody's. Ha- I mean, I do, but I don't hear anyone hating on them. Like, who hates on them? Everybody. Everyone hates on the Dodgers. I think it's becoming the Chiefs. I, I really do. Well, I think it's becoming the Chiefs. When you have a lot of success, you get oversaturated. We hear from you. We hear from your family in the media all the time. And I think the Chiefs have been so great for a number of years now that we see Patrick Mahomes and his family all the time. We obviously see Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Like it, Just by the nature of you being in our purview for so long, we're going to get sick of you. It's just human nature. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Long Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. CeCe wants to add one team to the villain list that may be ahead of the Dodgers. I threw out the Chiefs are kind of becoming that without you speaking negatively about the team, because I know you have vowed not to do that. One team in which fans look at as a villain, you'd add to that list of? The, the Dallas Cowboys. And it's because of how the fans of the team treat other people that love the National Football League. Like yeah. I, just, I just don't understand it. Like that's the thing. It's not as if the team is doing something to make them villains. I actually but think they've done less than so. They've done I, I, nothing. And I yeah. would agree I with that. Likeable. I would. I, I would agree with Dak that. How Dak likeable. is playing. 
you know, what Dak is doing in terms of showing more personality, being more comfortable in his skin. Mike McCarthy, what he's done in terms of evolving the offense. I actually like the product on the field. I love Michael Parsons' podcast, too. He's outstanding at that. But, I mean, the thing I don't like is how the fans treat every other every other fan of football. I just I don't understand it when it comes to Cowboys fans. Maybe because they've been beaten down for so many years that this is finally the year they feel like they can peacock a little bit. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, as long as Jerry Jones is the owner, they're perpetual villains. They're always in that conversation. But really? I, I, okay. Oh, you don't think so? I definitely yeah, think people I, hate I, on the Jerry Cowboys. Jerry Jones is definitely an individual villain to people a lot of people. People can't stand him. Yeah. Well, it's because it took him, what, 30 years to put Jimmy Johnson in the ring yeah. honor? Well, there's a million reasons, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think they got to be ahead of the Why did, why did it take him 30 years to put Jimmy in the ring of honor? You Jimmy Johnson got into the Hall of Fame before he got into the Cowboys ring of honor. He's Tom got Petty. a big ego. Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other teams that was on that villain list for a long period of time that Smalls is writing off because of their record which I get the Golden State Warriors 10 and 14 they lose last night we know to the Clippers who actually played well recently um the Warriors spoke yesterday for the first time since the Draymond Green suspension the indefinite suspension he served his first game last night Steve Kerr Warriors head coach had this to say about Draymond I'm confident that he can come out on a, on a better side. I know him. You know, he's an incredible human being. He's a very complex human being. You know, in, in a lot of ways, he's incredibly loyal and passionate and competitive. And sometimes that same thing hurts him. So, you know, can he find that space to be on the floor and compete and bring it like he does every night and not cross that line? And um, that's what he has to do. And, and I believe in him. I think he's going to be able to do it, but I'm not sitting here saying, ah, a couple of weeks, he'll be. that's not how this works. So he's got a lot of work ahead. I get why the Warriors are actually supporting him, even though I have said that I feel like he's going to feel like they're not supporting him. But I get like, I feel like everybody in their life has that person or those people that you're like, this person has been a ride or die for me from day one, whether mm-hmm. everybody else gets it or not. Like you could look at the person and say, really, that person you're going to keep defending? Yeah, because they've done X, Y and Z for me in my life or my family, my team, my business, whatever it is get why the Warriors are supporting him. I think it's starting to fall publicly on deaf ears, though. That we hear this, and I get why Kerr is saying that, but I think most people are like, okay, it's enough already. Yeah, but is the answer for him to publicly come out and bash Draymond, is that going to really help the situation or help Draymond's growth? I don't think so. I think the best thing that he can have is the Warriors supporting him while also holding a firm line and saying, we support you, we want you to get the help that you need, but you need to realize that what you have been doing out on the court has been detrimental to you. It certainly put our team at a deficit because you're not out here playing with us, and it's bad for the NBA as a whole. So there's a very delicate space that they need to be in while supporting him and also condemning his behavior. Yeah, and I don't know how they can do that as how they've enabled him for all of these years. And you heard Steve Kerr kind of allude to their concern of trying to help Draymond strike the balance because a part of what makes this Warriors team dynastic is how prickly he is, how much of an edge he plays with. And so to try to curtail that to some degree – because we know that his behavior at times has crossed the line, is going to be tough. I don't know how they find the balance with that, but to me, that should be secondary to making sure that Draymond Green is no longer a threat to health and safety of the players in the NBA because of what he did, choking out Rudy Gobert, slapping Yusef Nurkic, stomping on Sabonis, Mm -hmm. punching his teammate Jordan Poole in the face going back to training camp last year. We're talking about all of that in the calendar year. 
You know, okay. 13, 14 months. That's what we're talking about. So at some point you have to say enough is enough, and the NBA has to contempt, condemn the behavior. And even though the punishment may not serve as a deterrent for Draymond Green, it could be a deterrent for other players in the NBA. It could be a deterrent for other players at lower levels of sport, understanding that people in basketball aren't going to let you behave this way. I think that's the statement that you have to make if you're Adam Silver and if you're the MBPA, you have to co-sign on what the NBA decides to do in terms of the length and the depth of the indefinite suspension. It seems like so far they are, right? It seems like everybody's kind of like Draymond knew about the indefinite, that he was in on it. We talked to his representative and Rich Paul. Like It seems like everybody is on the same page here. And I think that what I'm about to say is a major leap. I get that. But it, the perception I'm getting from the, the information uh, conveyed here is that maybe he's had that moment of like, what, what am I doing? Right, it's it, it, like after it's, the fact, it's not so, during. It. It's so soon, though. No, it's no, no, so no. Fresh. I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, we have not heard a report from Rich Paul or anybody coming out there and say we're going to fight this. This is ridiculous. He made a mistake. We understand that, but indefinite. It's too much. Nobody has fought this. Well, nobody's fighting it, and let's see how long indefinite ends up being. To me, that's also a part of this too, right? It's hard to gauge it. Based on the information that we have now, we have to see just how many games he's forced to miss. What number what, is sufficient for you? What it's got to be double digits. It has to be It's got to be double digits. 10. It's got to be at least 10, and I wouldn't be mad if it was 15. Like it's gotta, but I guess the number that's sufficient is whatever amount of time away from playing competitive basketball that it takes in order for him to appreciate the gravity of what he's done, the severity of what he's done. And then also enough to affect the kind of change that the NBA needs to see in order to trust that he's no longer a threat to health and safety of other guys. All right, conspiracy theory time for this conversation. Six games, which would be one more than the last time, would have him coming back at Denver on Christmas. Mm, I don't think that's enough. (laughs) Eleven games would have him coming back January 4th, home against Denver on TNT. Just throwing that out there. I would, I would say that's the one. I would say the latter. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, January was it fourth? Ja- so January second is home against Orlando on NBA TV. I mean, January fourth at home against the champs. Yeah, I TNT could see that. game. I could see that. Yeah, because which would have him right back for Javante's Pistons the next game. There oh you my go. God. <laughs> They'll be running a seventy-three game losing streak by that point. But it, so this is the this is the problem. It's like we're all talking about hey, this is real life. He's got to get the help he needs. It's indefinite. There's all this gray area. And yet there is ultimately a black and white here. Like you are going to need a certain amount of games to feel like that is satisfactory. Well, and five clearly wasn't enough. So I don't think six is going to hit the mark either. I think CeCe's right. It has to be double digits. If you're going to throw out the word indefinitely, it's got to be a number that when we look back on it, has some gravity to it, has some weight behind it. No doubt. I understand that. And, you know, again, we're going to have to see if it actually impacts him and affects him. All we know from yesterday is that the Golden State Warriors brass, from Steve Kerr to their general manager, Mike Dunleavy Jr., nobody has said anything that would make you think like they're giving up on Draymond Green. Nobody. Nobody has given any kind of, well, we got to see what happens here. Every single comment we have heard was supportive of the guy and that if we're going to take them at their word, he's coming back to be right back in the starting lineup to be a major member of their basketball team. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.